Today, our nation keeps Remembrance Sunday, when we remember those who died in the wars of the last century. It's also the month of November, uh, when we, as Catholics in particular, remember those who have died. And so I'd like this morning for us to focus our thoughts on what is the Christian way to remember those who have died. And to do so commenting on um, another thing that we saw in our pilgrimage to Rome, um, namely the catacombs and what they show us about our Christian faith for the dead. Now in our second reading we heard St. Paul and he spoke about those who have died in Christ and he spoke about grieving and he made a contrast between different ways that different people grieve. Namely, how a Christian grieves and a non-Christian grieves. That both the Christian and the unbeliever both grieve. Both are sad to be separated from the one they love. But the difference is that the Christian grieves with hope. And that makes a colossal difference. Now, it's a difference that St. Paul himself would have seen between the Christians and the pagans of his own day, seeing how they approached death differently. And the illustration I want to draw on is, is how that difference in his day was physically manifested in what we saw in Rome in the catacombs. So in the catacombs, our, our pilgrimage group went and saw the these catacombs are underground tunnels dug to bury the dead. And in Rome, there are many hundreds of such uh, different complexes of tunnels. And we went to one in particular, those of St. Callistus. Um, and in those catacombs alone, there are 12 miles of underground tunnels built on four different levels, up to 40 meters deep. A vast network built. And why was it built? Well, because the Christians wanted a place that would be sacred, dignified, set apart for the burial of the dead. And when you go there and you see the walls and you see the marble slabs that would have enclosed um, the graves into the walls... They are etched with different symbols that speak of the faith of what they held for the hereafter. <coughs> but the most basic and important symbol I want to draw your attention to was the reverence they showed for the body itself. And we might take this for granted if we've grown up as Christians. But for the Christians, this meant they were treating death and the body very differently from those around them. That the pagans around them had often very different thoughts about death, different among themselves, conflicting, confusing thoughts sometimes about death. So some of the pagans held that, well, there was a life after death, but they had a rather physical but limited view of life after death. They viewed it as a place of shades and shadows, a sad place, a place to be avoided if it's all possible. 
a place that depended desperately on, on various things to be left so that the dead would be buried with food and would be buried with coins and various other trinkets that they would somehow need in this afterlife to, to help them there. And they would um, have holes in the tomb where they would pour oil and food to somehow nourish um, the, the dead in this rather dark, gloomy, but physical afterlife. But then there were other pagans who had kind of the opposite extreme, a completely non-physical view of life after death, that saw the body as a rather um, degraded thing, so that Plato wanted to escape the body in death. And that was symbolized by the more common practice of cremation. And with that scattering ashes, vanishing into nothing after death. The Christians, however, had a different view of death and a different view of what happened after death. And the Christians held that the body is a good thing. That the Lord Jesus, God himself in the incarnation, took a human body. It's a good thing. And when he rose from the dead, he rose in a human body. And that that is to be our destiny too. And so the Christians reverenced the body in burial. But those early Christians and we following them hold not merely that we will rise with a body in the afterlife and still look like this, but rather we will rise with a transfigured, glorified, changed body. A body free of all the limitations of this world. A body so different that we can't really know what it will be like. But we do know that it doesn't need us to be buried with foods and coins and trinkets the way that the pagans who did do burials thought they needed to bury a body. And all of that is is physically symbolized with how those early Christians in those building those catacombs made it, in a sense, a vast testimony to what they believed for the future of those who had died, the resurrection of the body in the hereafter. Now I want to make a final point about our prayers for those who have died. Now, as a pilgrimage group, we were privileged to be able to go down into the catacombs and we offered mass in one of those underground chapels. And in doing that, we joined ourselves with what had been the practice of the early Christians who went down into those chapels and prayed for the dead, offered mass for the dead. But the point I want to make to you is this that it only makes sense to pray for the dead if you have hope for the dead. So the Bible itself makes this point in the second book of Maccabees when it talks about how the Jews had temple sacrifices offered for those who had died that they might be released from their sins. And the book of Maccabees says they only did that, it only made sense to do that because they had hope in the resurrection. If you think that death is the end, then there's no point praying for the dead.
But if there is a resurrection to come, then we pray that that might be brought about for them. So today, we pray for the dead. The month of November, we pray in a particular way, though we pray all through the year for the dead. And what do we pray for the dead? Let me remind you of three things. We pray for mercy in the judgment, that we all depend on mercy while we live, and it's to the mercy of God in the judgment that we entrust those who have died. We pray for the comforting of those in purgatory, that purgatory is a place of change and purification. It's therefore a difficult place, and so we pray for the comforting of those that are there. And lastly, we pray for the hastening, the speeding of that passage through purgatory, that they might be aided in that journey to the Lord. And there's a reminder of all that in the pink insert sheet inside your newsletter, which also has a little bit about what the church says about cremation. So do have a look at that later. So to bring that to a conclusion, how do we remember the dead? Do we think of the dead as those in the past? Or do we think of the dead as those who have a future? A resurrected future that's symbolised by the respect we show their bodies. Because how we remember them, how we think of them as the past or the future, will change whether we grieve for them like the pagans, or grieve for them like those who have hope.